Welcome back to Cover Story. Today's guest is Jeremy Dean. While Jeremy did work on single covers for John Mayer's last release, this episode is a bit different than our usual as it focuses more on merch design. Jeremy takes us through the story of how he began his design career, how he went from making his own bootleg Grateful Dead and Black Flag shirts to making official merch for Dead & Company, how John Mayer found him and got in touch, and how they've continued their ongoing working relationship, and how he's handled his career and style after doing work for John, for the Rolling Stones, Elton John, St. Vincent, Shawn Mendes, and other big artists. Um, This is a really fun interview, and I think you'll enjoy it. I've kind of always wanted to do this, and um, I've wanted to probably be a designer since I was a teenager. And so I've been working professionally now for the past 25 years. Um, And I started working for a small type company. And actually, they're not that small but anymore, but they were very small and had just started at the time in Wilmington, Delaware, called House Industries. And they still, um, I'm, I still work with them. They're still good friends of mine. Um, so that was my, my first job out of school, was actually uh, designing type. And um, from there, you know, we had a lot of clients uh, that we also did work for at that time. So I kind of got, was lucky enough to kind of, uh, sort of do agency style work really early on uh, without actually working at a real agency. Um, so we did some work for like MTV and Major League Baseball and um, a couple other bigger uh, clients and other businesses and stuff like that. And that was uh, a, a pretty great experience just to be a kid right out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I spent a long time um, as a designer and then later as an art director working for Urban Outfitters, working for um, a couple other companies, uh, Victoria's Secret for a little while too, which was very, uh, which was interesting, a little unorthodox, but uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot there, not necessarily in my wheelhouse, but uh, I definitely, you know, every time I kind of got into a different job, I definitely felt like I was almost going back to school in a way. And, um, and then I later ended up at anthropology, which is part of urban. And then after that, I left and sort of started working for myself. Um, all, all along that time from, even from the days at house industries, I'd always kind of pursued some kind of freelance work. Um, I was lucky enough uh, in the late '90s to meet w- with uh, um, meet up with a couple of guys, uh, Tim and Darren, who ran a label at the time called Jade Tree. And all I really wanted to do was album covers at that time. So when I kind of you know became friends with them, I just sort of said, "Listen, I, I want to do record covers. If you need anybody, let me know." And at the time, they were using a couple different people, but. You know, I slowly but surely started doing little bits and pieces of work for them. And then that kind of exploded into, at one point I was doing, um, you know, between three and four album layouts a month, it seemed. Um, and and so, you know, that was, uh, that was an amazing experience to kind of be thrown into that and just sort of like immediately be like working with the bands figuring out what their vision was, trying to translate that 
vision. I never had that. I really hadn't had that experience before other than one time. And that was when I was in high school and my friends had a band. And I made the seven inch cover and I basically said, this is what it's going to look like. And they went, okay, cool. <laughs> and that was kind of it. But, you know, sort of meeting these, you know, meeting all these guys, bands and sort of going to the shows, seeing them play, you know, talking with them about sort of what they wanted to accomplish was really interesting to me. Um, and once I kind of started to do that, I went, well, you know, I've always liked to be in the apparel world, but I really always like, I really love the music um, world as well. So that was sort of my, and I don't know why I never really thought about like, Oh, I'm going to work in-house for a label or anything like that. But I, um, got a lot of experience working for quite a few years with Jade Tree doing t-shirts, stickers, album covers um, for a lot of bands at that time. Uh, and then, you know, while I was uh, sort of, that sort of slowed down at some point as that whole, the label kind of sort of started to taper off a little bit and releases and, I got busy with other stuff, but I always sort of kept another hand in um, in some sort of freelance world, whether it was T-shirts. I started a clothing line with the guys that I had worked with at House Industries um, called House 33 that we're re kind of relaunching again really soon. Um, so now you're balancing all this outside of your you know typical day job? Yeah. And, and so for years, my you know I had like a nine to seven mm-hmm. would I took a little bit of a break with the freelance stuff once I had uh, kids it just couldn't it was very difficult to like yeah I can imagine work work all day and then try to balance uh, you know the dad stuff and mm-hmm. then go right back to work but then a cut once they got a little older I kind of just like went full force into it again and that's you know it, it, it I was sort of like just trying to figure out what to do and i it, freelance wise and i kind of you know i take on jobs here and there but most of the time every somebody you know nine times out of ten somebody really wanted me for just a set of hands they didn't want me for what i could actually do or bring to the table mm-hmm. so i kind of got sick of doing i got a little burnout mm-hmm. and i started this the t-shirt thing this was probably you know i'd made that that sort of wonders black flag design thing in about 10 years almost 10 years ago it was like 2009 or 10 or something like that okay uh, um just because i was at the time i was bored with a lot of music i was fact had become fascinated with grateful dead fascinated with the fact that um greg ginn from black flag was a huge deadhead and i you know saw this bootleg t-shirt design that i loved called it said we can discover the wonders of nature and I just sort of made my own version of it. And I just thought it was funny. It was just sort of to, to amuse myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like a like a year or two later, a friend of mine owed me a favor. And so I ended up printing up those shirts. And I thought, well, maybe this will just be like a fun thing for a little while. Um, I didn't think anybody would be interested in it. And I didn't think anybody would give me care after I, you know, did, you know, ran the, the you know, 20 shirts and that was it. But... Mm-hmm. people kept asking me for them so i kept kind of rerunning them here and there 
and I would just sort of take, you know, what I made on the run and just kind of rerun another run and sort of paid for it. You know, so it's paid for itself essentially. Sure. And from there, that's sort of when, like, I kind of was like, oh, well, this is sort of a, you know, this has is starting to become this project where like, Hey, I'm not getting bored of it. Cause every time I did like a t-shirt line or whatever, I always kind of like lost steam, mm-hmm. but for some reason, I don't know what it was about this. Maybe it was the repetition, which uh, you would think that it would be boring, but it, there's something about the repetition and then sort of trying new ways to kind of keep reinterpreting this message. Um, became really interesting to me so as i you know i just would be like well okay i'm not going to print this exact same one again well what, what other elements can i introduce or what other things do i like you know so i started like kind of mixing it up and sort of throwing in these other things and it sort of kind of took on a life of its own in a way and and then from there you know it it became this weird thing where people will be like well hey can you you know like i then i all of a sudden i started doing band stuff again um here and there so were you selling uh the shirts online at all at this point or was it mostly it, word of mouth and friends and that sort of thing it it was via it was just instagram okay it was all via instagram and um you know kind of at a time when it i don't it wasn't that wasn't really being used as a selling tool <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like it was at a time early like, days in in you know six six years ago or so yeah instagram really was it was pretty new and it really wasn't kind of like it was just sort of like just you know there weren't a ton of ton of people on and it was just sort of like you know oh hey i have these shirts for sale and you can go here and do whatever and and then it like all of a sudden it it started getting and then and like i would sense that and i would always you know i kind of have a a thing where I'll, you know, if I do a run of shirts, I end up giving away a big chunk of them mm-hmm. to people because people will be like, ask me for whatever. I'll be like, okay, I'll hold, you know, X amount and this person gets one. And we'll, I'll trade with people a lot, which is really, which has been mm-hmm. fun. And, um, you know, so, but then that, it, it's, that's what kind of had it helped to build. So it was like, send a shirt to somebody they thank you somebody else sees it you get a couple more followers they ask how they can get a shirt and then it just sort of starts to build build mm-hmm. build um and that was you know this was it, it seems like very kind of like oh well, of course that's how you do it now but at the time it uh, it was weird it was like I, I didn't really i didn't overthink it and i didn't think about it too much and it just sort of happened which is you know better that way yeah i think concerned. that's where the best uh, stuff comes from yeah like i think that you know you can kind of smell when it's a little overthought yeah absolutely. or a little too contrived mm-hmm. um and it was also at the time when like nobody really gave a shit about the grateful dad <laughs> which and, I, and it was just sort of like a, you know it was kind of like a little joke to me that like yeah. i would be making a shirt because i was such a sort of a, a pretty you know not purist i I won't say that but like Mm -hmm. a pretty you know a a lifelong hardcore kid Mm -hmm. and so that was like very funny to kind of you know (laughs) just to to kind of have this you know shirt with a steely on it and all this stuff um so yeah it just it it just sort of developed organically over the course of a couple of years and then um 
you know, John saw it right around the time that he started um, playing with Dead and Company. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you know, kind of fascinated by the whole thing. And I immediately went to, oh my God, you know, I'm going to get shut down. <laughs> because, you know, and I, you know, I sort of assured him, I'm like, I'm not really making that many shirts. And he's like, it, it's okay. He's like, I just, I want to, he's like, I just want to figure out how I can get one. I'm like, well, that's not a problem. I can, I can, I can get you, I can get you some shirts. Um, so I ended up, you know, bringing him a bunch of stuff and he was really into it. And, um, and then that kind of, you know, from there, we just sort of kept in contact and kept talking. And, um, that turned into him working on a new single a couple of years ago and then that, and then new record. So, you know, it just sort of, it was a very organic, like, process in terms of like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm working on the single. You have any, you know, maybe we can talk about art. And then we kind of went back and forth and I did sketches and, and then he wanted to make merch. And we had, he had a lot of ideas and we kind of like, you know, collaborated on a lot of stuff. And um, it was a very, uh, it was sort of, you know, I had kind of gotten away a little bit from working with bands just because there's sort of two kinds. There's the kind that either just sort of don't want to be bothered mm-hmm. um, and, you know, will kind of let you do what you want for the most part or they have or they have a they, they're like, it is going to look like this. It is going to be these colors. It is going to be this, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'm not interested in doing that at all because anybody can kind of lay that out, you know, sure. um, but uh, with with John, it was really refreshing only because he was so hands-on and, um, and it was just me and him, you know, figuring out what things should, what, you know, what the merch should look like. Um, Which is surprising at that, at that scale. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I was like, I was like, whoa, like, cause I mean, cause most people, even if I've dealt with anybody a little bit bigger, most of the time I go through, I go through management. I don't deal directly with the artist, you know, yeah. there's a, there's a layer there. Um, but there's, uh, there was no layer with him and I, you know, access to him, you know, pretty much whenever I needed him, um, via That's either cool. e- email or text or whatever. And, um, yeah, like we had a very, like, it was a really nice, working relationship and it still is i I shouldn't say was i i just i just finished up a bunch of designs for dead and company tour the other day um and uh you know so it's all it's a it's 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 always fun and it keeps it exciting and collaborative and um it's a real like it's a really good um working relationship to say the least yeah, it sounds uh, yeah. that way. It's nice to not have to go through all that uh, red tape before well, you get anything well, done. Well, yeah, it's like it, it, with a lot of that stuff, it's it, you, you go through, you know, you go through the manager, and then the manager has to talk to this person, and the other person has to talk to that person, and then, the, then it goes to the band, and then that information has to filter its way back through multiple people again some like a lot of the time not all the time 
and especially not for like punk bands, hardcore mm-hmm. bands, whatever. That's just like you know you're you're, you're dealing one on one with somebody, but anybody a little bit bigger, it's um, there are definitely a lot of layers involved to to say the least. But um, yeah, which is tough when you just want to hear their <laughs> the actual opinion well, of the it, artist, you know, instead of yeah, having it translated it, through exactly. Exactly, and it'll just make it a lot. It just makes it a lot faster. Yeah, that too. You know, I, we, you know, like, you know, John and I working together one on one get knock knock things out a thousand times faster than you know what you know what could take with multiple layers of people uh, a week and a half to accomplish. We can you know we can accomplish in the in the course of like a few hours or like a day. Yeah, um, definitely. Just being directly communicating with one another which is which is really great so that was really refreshing um and it was you know it was a it was a great it was a really great experience it continues to be whenever we work together on stuff it continues to be a really good experience and um and working on the it's just such a bizarre thing to go from you know making a just a fun little kind of bootleggy t-shirt thing to then actually that, that involves uh grateful dead graphics to then go on to work for the band doesn't always work that way which i think i just thought it was i just think it's really it was just really funny the fact that that's you know because i hadn't had i never done that I, that it, it, i wouldn't be it wouldn't be on anybody's radar yeah that's what's funny um, with those type of projects you, you know? know you never know what little what little thread is yeah. going to make its way out there it, Year, yeah. years down the road maybe and it and it also it kind of goes back to and i always knew this but i never really listened to my own advice <laughs> was um those sort of like self projects like fun projects can always uh, tend to be the best barometer for your work and to show showcase yourself mm-hmm. um if you are like really into it, you know, like if you, if you're just making stuff up just to make stuff up to like do whatever, then it's not going to really show off your skill set. Or I don't even know if this, I would say that what I did really showed off my skill set. I just think that, um, it was just one of those things where it, it, it was just a, it, a fun project for me to kind of continue to pull from stuff and design. And then, and then it just sort of, you know, rolled out into a, a, a multiple projects beyond that. So I've been, you know, which has been great. So like I've been able to, because of all that stuff, I've, you know, work with uh, a bigger music merchandising company. So I've done um, stuff with the Rolling Stones. Yeah. I saw that I, one with Colette, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they, like yeah, that. they have the Colette stuff. I just did some more stuff for the Stones recently. Um, I've done some, I'm sure um, there's a just one or two layers of management there. Yeah, you know, is it, it, there again? But like, what's great is it's like I know actually I know the layers there, which is really good because apparently Mick is really hands on. Oh, that's cool. Especially which is really at this point yeah, in their career. Oh yeah, like he's super hands on. So which is really cool. So it's like I go from me handing it off to the one company that sort of does deals with their merchandising. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes to the to the vp of creative and then to the president of the company and then he deals with directly with mick yeah that's kind of it's it's a no biggest possible band absolutely so like that again it's like a really good thing it's like 
those layers are, are shorter. So I get a lot, I get feedback and, 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 and changes and other stuff, you know, pretty, um, pretty fast with that, which has been really cool. So I've been, I've done a, um, there's a bunch of newer stone stuff that's going to happen like soon, oh, which is exciting. cool, which is cool. I just haven't seen any of it yet. <laughs> um, uh, and then there's a couple other bands that I have done some stuff and I'm working on for, which is really, which is cool. And I did some stuff for um, St. Vincent too. Oh, no, way. Uh, just, I didn't know. Just a, yeah, just a little, just a little thing uh, for like a tour program for, for, for their tour. Um, but I hope to do a little bit more because I've been talking with them again. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, we'll do, because they were great to work with as well. I've been really lucky. I, I have to say I've been really, very lucky. Yeah, that's, the, that's quite in, the roster. <laughs> in the in the pa- in the past year, just in terms of who I've been dealing with and how great they've been, and all that kind of stuff too. So, it's been um, it's it's been good, like kind of keeping it in that music and apparel world, um, that nice little crossover, which is kind of like a good cross section of everything that I've kind of done over the past twenty plus years. Yeah, it sounds like it's a nice blend of everything you picked up and your personal interest it, it is it exactly it, it totally is yeah what more yeah. can you ask for than that yeah <laughs> um so have you gotten back into uh, many album covers either since that's what you know back in the day you said that's what you really wanted to get into you know i have the only the thing the only thing that i've done recently is i did as a, a thing for my friend um andrew who plays in a hardcore band called strife and then he has he sings in another band called Berthold City, um, and I did that seven inch cover not that long ago, and that was a lot of fun because he basically was just like, "Here's some photos, here's some other stuff, like just go and do it." Um, and I got kind of got to do whatever I wanted, uh, which was great. Um, and uh, other than that, like I haven't really done any, um, I haven't done any album covers in the past other than that seven inch cover i think that was it in the past like couple of years i haven't laid a cd or lp out since the john mayer uh a single search, search well the single then the search and I, I laid the whole search for everything album out oh, okay okay um with the illustrations that were done by uh this woman's soy milk okay. soy milk yeah um and uh other than that, I probably I can't remember the last record I did it was probably in the early-ish 2000s, which you know, but I, but a ton like a million band T-shirts and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, since you know during that time. Uh, but yeah, I haven't um, you know since Jade Tree kind of went. Well, actually, you know what. I did a 25 year anniversary thing for J tree right before they kind of, um, were sold to epitaph. Okay. Um, and then, so now my friends aren't in control of J tree stuff anymore and they just sort of, and epitaph owns the back catalog and they're just kind of keeping that stuff in print. Um, but yeah, I have no, I haven't done any, I haven't done any records in a while. I like it, but I, the, the stuff that I've been doing lately, which has been a nice mix of fashion and then, um, for some brands and then uh t-shirt designs for um uh, for bands that for you know tour merch has been really a lot more fun than actually doing 
uh, album covers. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely prefer like the t-shirt as a, as a, you know, as my canvas oh, yeah. more, more, more than anything else. I don't know why. <laughs> um, have you, um, been continuing any of your personal stuff too, or has most of your time been taken up with projects? Uh, the personal stuff is, is there. I, um, lately the past couple of weeks, I haven't had a chance to focus on it at all, but I'm going to get back into it. Hopefully soon i had a line that i started at the end of last year called des and i have i have to get back and focus on that just because it's a nice outlet and it's completely different than any of the other stuff that i do and that's run with a a friend of mine in california um he sort of restructured his business we not to get too into it, but um, we had a, like a kind of a, a distribution deal and that kind of went awry. Okay. So we're trying to kind of wrangle that back. Mm-hmm. And then once that's back on track, I will start making stuff again because I've had some the support of a couple of really nice stores, um, Need Supply in Virginia, uh, another store called Lo-Fi in Australia, okay. um, and a couple other um, small uh, boutiques that bought uh, bought our stuff. And so that was a, you know, we got off to a really good start. I just don't want to lose too much momentum as uh, time goes on, but that's also about making time to do it too. I have a whole season ready to go. It's just a matter of kind of getting, uh, getting control back again. Um, I tend to not want to relinquish control (laughs) a lot of times, but I did in this case and then it kind of, kind of backfired a little bit, but yeah, you know, <laughs> that that's happens. what happens, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you find yourself having, like, say, you get a fairly not strict but um, well-defined um, project outcome that you get from a label or something for their merch? Um, do you find while working on projects that um, you know kind of get put in these boundaries that you have ideas pop up in your head for personal things too? Like, if you get kind of on something that you wouldn't have you know done on your own necessarily? Absolutely all the time. I just went back and revisited some stuff that I had done. Um, and I don't think it was ever used for M and M and there's, and there's a bunch of stuff in there that I went back and I looked cause I kind of thought about it the other day. I was like, Oh, I wonder what that M and M stuff is. And I looked at it and I went, Oh man, I'm going to use like a bunch of this stuff for my own thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, cause it, well. cause it was so, it, well, it was just so different than, I mean, it was similar to some of the stuff that I've done, mm-hmm. but it's different in a way that I, but I liked the way it was different. And I was like, okay, um, yeah. So I, I went in and looked at that the other day and I was like, oh, wow. And it applies to some of the other things that I'm going to be working on. So, um, I may use a couple pieces of it for personal. Yeah. I think that's going to be a uh, surprisingly, um, or uh, creative times, even though it seems like the total opposite when you start out. I do some stuff for like small SoundCloud artists and that sort of thing, but sometimes mm-hmm. they'll ask for something very specific, and I'm like thinking, I don't know, I, I typically wouldn't go for this at all, and then I'm working on it, and I'm like, wow, this is actually, <laughs> this is actually kind of cool. Maybe I should take this and turn it into this. I, I you know, w- when that kind of stuff happens, I love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like just it, it almost like. Because I used to have this issue where, you know, without boundaries sometimes, I felt like more constrained. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that's a very good point. Like, if you could, like, literally, if you have 
the option to do anything at all that you want to do, it's mm-hmm. almost it's it can be almost crippling. That's very true. Yeah, that's a good you point. know, <laughs> and so, I, and I, I still have that thought at times. I've gotten a little bit better with total freedom, mm-hmm. um, but you know, there were times when I'd just be like. You know, I get so inside my head and I knew that I could literally do whatever I wanted. That's why I would like sort of stop and start all these T-shirt lines because I would get an idea of where I wanted to go with everything and then I would put it all down. And then I would go to like, it would sort of come out in like one big, you know, huge kind of like blah and everything would kind of come out. And then I would go try to pick back up and do it again and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I would go, oh, this, like, this isn't what I'm picturing in my head or whatever. You know, with a band that's got a certain sound and you want to sort of fit that sound or you want to try to, you know, capture what they sound like in a visual form, there are some, you know, it's, you, there's a, there are some constraints there at times. And um, I always found that really helpful. And then that would help spur other things for me personally like we were saying you know like you're doing a bunch of different things and stuff that you normally wouldn't really think of doing Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you have like 30 different designs and you're like oh man i don't want to give this to anybody (laughs) exactly i want to save this for myself (laughs) you know so yeah i've uh, i i do that a lot so now that uh, now that a lot of things that you've made have kind of hit this big scale, do you find that um, affecting your process at all? And um, like, almost like it's giving certain styles an identity with other artists or something. Has that come into play at all? Where you kind of want to go a different direction? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, it, you know, it it is like it's almost like I. I get to a point where I'm like a little bit of a saturation point, I think with a certain look mm-hmm. and I start to kind of veer off into another direction. And I, it, and it's like, I think what has to happen is I, um, I need to start doing that for my personal stuff first mm-hmm. before it, it's just, I just throw, you know, somebody comes to me and says, Oh, I really like what you did here, here and here. I would like, you know, you to do something for me. And then if I just kind of come out of left field with something totally different, yeah, I think people would be like, oh, I don't know. I, that's not exactly what I, that's not what I was thinking at all. That's so true, it's almost especially like, if you're dealing with those multiple layers before the actual artist, it's it, probably, it, you know, hard to get those points it, across before. It, exactly. So, you know, it's almost like I have to um, test the waters in a way with personal projects where nobody can say no. That's true. You know? Yeah, and then you can always show that that to them before you, you know, go yeah. and make a mock up of something or, that they're gonna reject. Yeah. Exactly. Or if somebody sees, you know, that and goes, Oh, I really like that, like, you know, maybe you can do something like this for me and then you go, Oh yeah, sure. And that sort of spurs the sort of the next phase of you know, however my, you know, style wise thing starts to start to kind of morph a little bit. Yeah, which is the the great thing with Instagram is now you can, you know, put some of those in amongst work for other artists and that sort of thing. And then if they're um, taking a scroll through, 
look at some of your other work, they can see your personal stuff right next to it, it and say, oh, it, actually, I like that one too. It, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't, they used to stray. So they were so far apart from one another before for, you know, for many years. It was like, mm-hmm. my personal stuff was very like photocopy, you know, degraded, like kind of messed up. But then I also had this sort of other sort of, clean side to me and then i had my uh, job you know day-to-day job work which depending on where i was the time varied all over the place from clean to a lot of hand done type and all kinds of other stuff um but i'm trying to kind of keep it i'm trying not to be quite so as all over the because there was a time when i was literally my portfolio looked like 15 different people at (laughs) one point where you'd be like, oh my gosh, like what is this? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, all all with a similar hand, but it because I would get bored easily, or where or I would just be like, well, this time I'm just going to try this. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to keep it as as consistent as I can now with it with a slow shift into a into a different style. Sure. And it's just like a gradual thing that'll kind of, be, and I want it to kind of change. And I'm hoping it sort of, it just starts to change organically. Because I'll do like one thing and I'll go, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I'm going to apply that little thing that I just did in a bigger scale to something that like, and so it's not like these big drastic moves to go from like, you know, insanely rough to like super ultra clean. Mm-hmm. But this like that little sway over to kind of be like okay it's you know it's my hand style but it's just ever so slightly different to kind of keep it fresh sure and then a couple of years later you'll look back and be able to compare how far it came uh-huh. and then i'll go Ugh. <laughs> what was i thinking <laughs> well that means you're happy Which, with what you're doing at the time at least yeah it's, it's partially true. positive yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i yeah i'm uh, i'm getting less sick of my stuff as soon as I do it. It usually it usually takes me now a couple months and I look back and go, oh man. <laughs> That's pretty you good. Or where where before it was like send it out the door, get it printed. <laughs> and then immediately when I come back I go, oh God, what did I do? <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> so I'm trying to do that less. <laughs> That's good. That's progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It only took me 25 years. <laughs> yeah, I hope to get there someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Just to go back a little bit. Um, sure. We didn't touch too much on it. If you just if you know it, even the story on just how John came across your stuff in the first place, I always kind of like to hear yeah. those yeah. um, kind of meeting stories of how someone discovered someone else's work and how that all fell into place. He, uh, he you know, came across my Instagram. Oh, okay. And 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 messaged me and just was like, hey, how can I get some shirts? And um and I and it's funny, I you know, I was like literally was just talking like minutes prior to that happening, I was uh, talking with a friend of mine. We were going to get Dead and Company tickets, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, well, you know, we were just actually going to come see you in like a week or two, <laughs> and he was, and then so you know, he's like, well, yeah, like come to the show and you know you want to bring some you know you said you have some stuff and then you can like you know you can just give it to me i was like 
that's not what he's like, or you can send it. You know, I said, well, no, I, I, I'd be more than happy to hand it off to you. So, uh, I, you know, we went to the show, I brought him some stuff, um, got to watch the last little bits of, um, a sound check okay. and then got to kind of like hang out with them and, uh, you know, give them a bunch of stuff and sort of show them everything that I had been kind of working on. I, you know, joked with them beforehand that like, I thought it was going to be some sort of sting operation <laughs> where I was, where I was going to get, uh, you know, as soon as I walked in the building, I was going to get tackled <laughs> and, and taken down. Um, An extreme. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh so yeah, I, uh, yeah, just like, you know, and then from, from there, you know, from then on, we just sort of, you know, kept, kept in, uh, kept in contact. I always make sure he got at least a shirt every run and, um, and it just, yeah, it just sort of happened, you know, beyond that, like very organically in terms of us like working together and all that kind of stuff, just from conversations. Um, and you know, it, him, you know, showing me like, Oh, look at this t-shirt design. Like, check this out. Like, look at this thing. Like, you know, we would just sort of like toss things back and forth to get to, to each other once in a while, um, which was cool. And then did the uh, Stones develop after that? Stones developed after that. Somebody um, there, I think it was their stylist or somebody on their team saw some of my stuff that I had done for John mm-hmm. and said, um, oh, this, you know, this guy would probably be a good guy to work with uh, for some tour merch. And then... Um, there the merch company got in touch with me and then we kind of developed a relationship so that was through that um I, you know i've done i've done work for a couple of bands and that's how like uh, even like that was through like that's how the sean mendez stuff happened as well like sean had seen some of the stuff i had done for john oh and, i didn't realize uh, you did stuff for him too uh yeah, i did a couple of designs i get for the new um single that he has out uh Right before that was released, a mm-hmm. couple couple weeks ago, I guess it was out came out. Um, yeah, just did, they had like a, these sort of like pre-release bundles of like a t-shirt and a single or whatever. Oh, okay. And so, so I did like I sort of remixed a couple of uh, some of the artwork and stuff like that for this new single. Oh, that's cool. Which was cool, yeah. Well, I you know, I, being the uh, older dad that I am. <laughs> I was just kind of like, I, I'd heard of him. I didn't really, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know kind of like how big he was. And I was, yeah, he's huge wor- now. Yeah. And I was working on some stuff in my office and my oldest son, who's 16, came down and he, he was like looking for something. And he comes upstairs and he goes, Dad, are you, are you working on stuff for Sean Mendez? And I said, yeah, I just, I have this, you know, I have to get it done in the next couple of days. And mm-hmm. they just sort of handed it to me today. And he was like, that's a big deal. And I go, <laughs> I go, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, all right uh, cool. It's like, good, 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 good. I was like, that's good, good, good to know. So I was like, it's great. Yeah, I was just, I was just into it because I knew it was going to be like, it just sort of, it just seemed like fun. And they were, you know, if they were, they were looking at my stuff and they were like, well, we like what you do. So, um, so yeah, that, I mean that that to me was just you know was great, but the fact yeah like I didn't realize that. And then we went and then we went on vacation like right after I finished a bunch of stuff that we went away, and we were driving around. Um, we were out in uh, California, and um, 
had the like the radio was on whatever station and it literally was like the song mm-hmm. that his new single it was like every two every other song was like Sean <laughs> I was like oh my gosh I was like okay that's <laughs> kind of heard weird. of him a month ago but yeah here we are yeah like well he you know it's like every you know every every little sort of like group has their has their following and you know what might seem like a huge group to certain people that are, and they you know they have a s- small fan base but then there's other guys like you know Sean who are like definitely you know already huge and probably be even bigger yeah. as they start to grow um you know like there's you know an old guy like me that kind of goes like oh I know who that guy is but then you don't realize quite the the scale of of an artist a lot more these days where these uh niches get so much stronger and there can be people you know 10 million followers and all these streams on spotify and all that you just never heard of them once like how are they how are they this popular and i've never come across them well absolutely and uh, you know it's like i i I, uh, which is great i tend to find out about sort of newer more current people that maybe only have a SoundCloud following right now and don't have a record deal or whatever through my, through my oldest child mm-hmm. who's really into music, but like listens to a really nice broad spectrum of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certain things will just sort of show up on my iTunes and I'll be like, well, what's this? And he'll like kind of explain it to me. And it's cool. Like it's cool because it reminds me of, you know, when I was 16 and I was like going to record stores every weekend and digging for stuff and like really doing serious research in magazines and fanzines and word of mouth and pen pal with, you know, pen pal writing with people across the country <laughs> and, tra- and trading tapes. That's awesome. Of stuff. You know, now it's like, it's like, yeah, you, you can, you know, you have sort of access to everything at your fingertips on the internet, but at the same time, you still there's still there's just such a massive amount of stuff that you have to be able to curate that in a way you have to have a you know taste level and and know what you want to hear and listen to and then you've kind of got to narrow that all down from like millions and millions of people so you know it's interesting to see sort of how what he listens to and how he filters that out yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's, I think that leads to some more organic followings too. Instead of you know, I don't know, depending on demographics and ages and all that sort of thing. Ten, fifteen years ago, everything was just so ubiquitous. It's just a very small number of of acts and that sort of thing. That yeah, have, you know, ninety five percent of the of the market. And now I feel like it's much more spread out and a little more fair since people do have that ability to curate it themselves. Well, and then and then the people that exist sort of outside of of uh, you know the the your standard record label too. Yeah, a lot of you know with it. Own. Yeah, which is which is cool. Like I mean, yeah, it, it existed it existed before, but the, that that playing field wasn't as level as it is now. Um, with social media, you know, you yeah, can, no, social, anybody social, can get out there and yeah, so, social media you can kind of level the playing field in a lot of ways and, and sort of bypass the. Um, major label you know stuff and if you can do it all on your own and get a huge following and you know have a crowd base and all that you know big fan base like really easily which is amazing thank you for listening and thanks again to jeremy for coming on the show 
I've included links to his Instagram and website in the show notes, so I suggest you give him a follow and try your luck at buying one of his shirts before they sell out. Next week's episode focuses on an album that recently had its 50th anniversary. It's a special episode with a great guest, so I hope you subscribe. Talk to you then.